0: Hi, welcome to Forbes India Teenpreneurs, a weekly podcast series where we speak with the young and restless, literally entrepreneurs and innovators under the age of 20. This is your host Naini Thakur, and welcome to the 20th episode of Teenpreneurs. Today happens to be the season finale for Forbes India Teenpreneurs. Um, I still can't believe it's been 20 episodes which means 20 weeks and 20 different teenpreneurs. Um, So before I introduce today's guest I'd like to thank all our listeners and my wonderful team for all their support through this incredible podcast series that we've come up with. Uh, It has truly truly been a very special project for me. Um, So thank you all once again and of course thanks a lot to all the 20 beautiful uh, innovators and entrepreneurs that we've had on the show. Uh, it really wouldn't have been possible without, you know, me having these beautiful and lovely, lovely conversations with all of you. Um, coming to today's episode, we have 14-year-old Annika chibrulo who won the 3M Young Scientist Challenge Earlier this year, Anika happens to be the youngest teenpreneur we've had so far this season. So, yay! Uh, She has won a $25,000 prize for a discovery that could be a potential therapy for COVID-19. This isn't a vaccine, it is a potential drug therapy. Um, Stay tuned as we talk to Anika about this COVID-19 therapy, her love for science and a lot more. If you can start by telling us about this project that you were working on, and I believe it was it wasn't always you know that you had planned um, to find a cure for COVID. So tell us how it happened.
1: Yeah. Once again, thank you so much for having me. Um, my project initially started with the influenza virus. So I was looking about uh, the 1918 Spanish flu pandemic, and I became interested in drug discovery, viruses, and pandemics, and After that I did more extensive research and I found out about the in silico methodology for drug discovery. And I was amazed at how we could use computational methods, so softwares and databases to find potential antivirals against viruses and diseases. So from there I did more extensive research and I decided to combine my knowledge of the influenza virus and the in silico methods for drug discovery to find a potential antiviral against the influenza virus. However, a couple months into my project, um, after I was selected as the finalist for the 3M Young Scientist Challenge, um, the COVID-19 pandemic had just come up, and it was pretty severe, Uh, and um, my mentor and I decided to collaborate, and we decided to pivot and change our route to target the SARS-CoV-2 virus, because obviously that's made such a big impact, way bigger of an impact than the influenza virus has done in less than a year.
0: Okay, okay. Um, and, and can you tell us exactly how this potential therapy works, um, you know, practically speaking?
1: Yeah, of course. So basically what I did was I found a molecule out of a database of about 698 million compounds that can bind to the spike protein of the SARS-CoV-2 virus and potentially change the function of the spike protein or and potentially inhibit the virus from actually infecting host cells. So what the molecule does is it binds to the spike protein and changes its shape. So, And by changing the shape, it changes the function of the, the spike protein. So the initial function of the spike protein would be to enter and infect host cells. So by finding a molecule that can bind to the spike protein and change its shape and change potentially change its function, mm-hmm. um, we can stop the, vi- the spike protein from working st- and then stop the virus from entering and infecting host cells. So that's how
0: the potential antiviral would work. Right. And just, just to be clear, this is not another vaccine, right? This would be a drug uh, at the end of it? Yes,
1: that's correct. So a vaccine is prevention. And then for me, I did an antiviral.
0: Right. So you will, uh, by the end of this therapy, you, you're going to be, um, it's going to be like a tablet form of a thing, which would be sold in the market for people um, to kind of cure COVID in a sense. Am I right?
1: Yeah. So if all goes well, we don't know exactly how it would be injected
0: or put
1: into a human body, but um, if all goes well, it would be an antiviral on the
0: market. Perfect. Uh, So currently, what stage is the therapy at? So
1: right now I'm in the in silico stage. So that's the first stage of drug discovery. And what we did was we did everything virtually. So with computational methods. So we use softwares, databases, web tools, and we kind of envisioned everything and and predicted it, the the potential molecule and how it would work on the spike protein mm-hmm. so the next stages would be to actually take this molecule into a lab and do it in person so like it's kind of like the COVID-19 pandemic doing virtual and then in person yeah so we would yeah. actually take it and then do it in the the lab testing and just determine if the molecule would actually
0: work yeah yeah so uh, this might be too soon for you to kind of decide how cost effective and accessible it would be right
1: yeah that's correct so for the computational things that I did everything was free of cost because um, I did everything from my home and uh, fortunately I was able to pair with a mentor who allowed me
0: and helped me to gain access to all those materials that I needed Mm -hmm. Uh, now tell when you talk about you know working on this entirely virtually I'm sure it couldn't have been easy so what were the challenges that you had to go through you know to finally come up with this therapy in the first place
1: So fortunately, my entire project was virtual because everything was done on software. So I had softwares that allowed me to view the molecule, allowed me to view the protein. I had softwares that allowed me to actually bind the molecule to the protein and determine how that would work. So it's amazing how technology has advanced so much and allowed us to do so many things virtually. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the biggest challenges that I had was actually gaining access to those softwares because... A lot of the times these softwares have academic licenses and you need those academic licenses or evaluation licenses to access them. Mm-hmm. So again, this is where my help, my mentor really helped me. And um, I was in contact with uh, Mr. John Vestrum from 3M who's a computer specialist from 3M and they both
0: worked together with me and allowed me to gain access to those softwares wow uh that's great to hear um and and when it comes to you know of course this might be like you said you're again in very early stages but if you were to kind of predict uh you know by when can we expect this therapy to hit the markets
1: yeah that's a good question so drug discovery is a pretty long tedious and hard process you know we want to create the best drug with the best possible um potential and the best possible way of working the best possible Methods and uh, the interaction with the body, the least possible side effects, and the first um, one of the first methods in uh, medicine is to first do no harm to the patients. One of the first rules of medicine. So before we actually take this drug into the market, there's a lot more stages that need to be done. And um, right now, again, I just did the computational methods. So um, in the next stages, I would determine how long that would take and how it would
0: actually work in the human
1: body and Um, if it would actually work in the human body.
0: Yeah, 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 fair enough. Um, And, and, uh, you know, coming to you specifically uh, now uh, on a more personal front, uh, you're already very young, but has science been something that you've been interested in since you were much, much younger?
1: Yeah, it has, honestly. Um, My grandpa actually influenced me to go into science, and then from there, uh, I actually really got into it, and then in about sixth or seventh grade, that's when I started looking at the world, looking around me and seeing what problems there were and seeing how I could use my knowledge
0: of science to actually solve those problems. Right. Right. Does it sometimes surprise you that you're just 14 and, you know, um, already uh, doing such intense research?
1: Uh, well, age is just a number, you know, yeah. anyone at any age, as long as they are motivated or have like a goal or something in mind, they can accomplish that.
0: Fair enough. Um, and now that, you know, you won the 3M Young Scientist Challenge for this discovery, and, and given how badly the pandemic has impacted the world, uh, do you think, or has it ever been an additional pressure for you to kind of perform to get everything right? Sometimes,
1: but again, drug discovery is a really slow and intense process. So, only about one in 1,000 drugs that are in the in silico stage actually make it to the market. So what I'm doing right now is just like a miniature effort in the millions of efforts or thousands of efforts that are being done against the SARS-CoV-2 virus. So everything right now is really important. Every effort right now is really important. And it hasn't really pressurized me to the point where I feel like I need to get things right because again, this is drug discovery and you want to know like, if you can get things precise. You don't wanna harm anyone in any way or just take things to the next stage without knowing if things are accurate. So um, just keep testing, I guess, right now and seeing uh, if the, the molecule actually works.
0: Fair enough. Can, and can you tell me what an average day looks like for you these days, given that, you know, you have school to work on. So how are you balancing both of those, Uh, you know, education and research and the therapy?
1: Um. So I wake up and then I go to virtual school because right now um, I'm doing virtual school because of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. And then after school, uh, my schedule depends on the day. Sometimes I will work on research. Sometimes I'll just uh, be busy with schoolwork, or sometimes I'll be going to dance class. So it just kind of depends on the day. Okay,
0: all right. And what are your top three hacks on you know how one can balance um, you know life? <laughs> I mean, in a sense, education yeah. and uh, you know work in your case.
1: Um, my first hack would be to do something that you're motivated to do. You can't just pressure yourself into doing something that you're not really interested in because. you do that then you actually won't find time because you won't be motivated to find time to do that Um, my second hack would be to always have something to keep you motivated always have like a goal in mind what you want to accomplish that day um, and make sure to just get that done and then the third hack would be to just have make sure you have like a support system it's really hard to um, be motivated sometimes it's really hard to just balance things in your life because everything can get crazy sometimes um, so just have make sure you have a support system. I know some people do like discord servers where say where they like meet people on discord and they just have that support system behind them to get them going on stuff.
0: Yeah, right, right. And in talking about support, you know, when you first told your parents that, you know, it's something that you wanted to do. Um, and, and, you know, uh, you, you kind of wanted to take this very seriously. What was their reaction like and how supportive were they?
1: Uh, they were really supportive, honestly, and I'm really thankful for that. I know some people don't actually get that support and they're in that way. They're not able to actually go to their full potential. So I'm really thankful that I was able to get that support from my parents.
0: Sure. That's great to hear. Um, and one last thing, Anika, uh, you know, when I talk to a lot of teenpreneurs, they tell me that, you know, um, a lot of people tend to underestimate them, um, you know, just because they're extremely young. Um, so in your opinion, has age ever proven to be a barrier for you?
1: Sometimes, like, I, I feel that it's harder to get an access, get access to some material because people will decline because of my age and they won't see that I can actually do something with the material. So at times, but I have a really good support system behind my back for my parents. And then from everything that I've heard online, people are super supportive and I'm really thankful for that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But does that take an additional, um... Uh, you know, is that an additional effort that you, want, you have to make to, you know, um, ensure that, you know, and kind of prove to them that, you know, what, just because I'm 14 doesn't mean I'm any, any lesser than you. Is that something that, that you kind of need to keep doing?
1: Um, Personally, I feel like I've always just been accepted. I've, because I personally just live in a really nice community where everyone's accepted. Yeah. Everyone's accepting of like, what well, my age and um, what what I can do with my age and my potential. Um, but Yeah, sometimes maybe I sometimes really rarely I feel like uh, people do underestimate me, but I never feel the need to justify myself because as long as I know that what I'm doing is to my best ability and as long as I know that what I'm doing is the most that I can do, then I don't need other people's justifying other people's opinions on that to underestimate me. So just to any aspiring scientist that might be listening... Always make sure to take any opportunity that you get and never underestimate yourself because you are special and you have that motivation in you and that potential in you. So just bring that out by asking questions and keep your curiosity.
0: Thank you so much, Anika. It was a pleasure speaking to you, wishing you all the very best for your future endeavors. Uh, today's show, as always, was edited and mixed by Manswani Kaushik. Mm-hmm. Manswani deserves a, a special, special shout-out from my end for uh, editing all our podcasts, even if I send it to her. Um, at the very last minute so thank you so much Mansuni. and thank you all once again for listening to Forbes India Teen Prenaut. We'll be back in the new year with a brand new season with some brilliant young innovators and entrepreneurs. Bye-bye.